We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock, and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now. Welcome back into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thank you guys so much for listening. We are going to be wrapping up our Freshies series of 2019 today. Pop that last, well, one of the last two beers that we're going to be trying today. One of them I've already had. I had uh, actually, I think, two weekends ago at this point. Uh, You can find this podcast everywhere. We put it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Radio.com, Omni, 1080thefan.com. You can also find us on social media. The website on Instagram is Instagram.com slash Beers on Us. I am at Twitter for my personal account, Twitter.com slash MikeLynch27. And then Patrick is at PZD085 on Instagram for his own personal account. Holla. So that's where you can find all of our stuff. Holla, holla. Uh, this is going to be an interesting episode today <clears throat> because we only have two beers in front of us because we didn't want to go overboard. And also, we're basically at the end of Fresh Hop season. And there were not many that we actually hadn't tried, to be honest with you. Yeah, you asked me to try to go find that Little Beast one, yeah, and I've, I couldn't find it. I've seen it floating around the Fresh Hop Sour, and I was always in the back of my head going, oh, that might be interesting. Yeah. But I'm sure I could have you know, gone to Little Beast and maybe grabbed it um, or checked somewhere outside of my comfort zone, but it was been kind of a scramble this week, so... Yeah, it's, it's, it's all okay. Um, so we have two beers in front of us today. We're going to be talking about... These two beers, we're going to do a recap of our thoughts on Fresh Hop Season 2019, as well as we have award winners already for the Oregon Beer Awards for Fresh Hops in two different categories, correct? Yep. So we'll talk about that as well. Uh, Weekend Beer starts it off as per usual. I had a pretty interesting Weekend Beer because I, for the first time, after talking about it for months and months and months, tried the Beaverton X Novo Mm. and uh, quite enjoyed myself. Yeah? Yeah. So... I knew I would like the beer, right? It's Ex Novo beer. We've had a, a, many times we like the beer. Uh, but I was very kind of wary mm-hmm. of the pizza because I knew it was a pizza place. And you hate all Northwest pizza. Uh, I hate a lot of pizza because I have very high standards because of where I grew up. Um, I've, I, I've learned to accept pizza better than I used to because I have to differentiate between what I grew up eating and what to expect elsewhere. <laughs> so it's almost as if there's... New York, New Jersey pizza is a tier. Then there's other pizza is a very <laughs> large tier. And then sometimes you're in the mood for like a Domino's or Pizza Hut or something. And yeah. that's its own tier as well. I can I can back I can back the Domino's play as it's like its own kind of pizza. Right. Sometimes you're in the mood for crappy but cheaper, it, easy to eat pizza. Domino's crust is pretty good these days. I like stuffed crust from Pizza Hut. I like to have the cheese filled crust. I think it's tasty. I mean, it's not great pizza, but Sometimes you want hey. that. Sometimes you crave that. So to me, I'm being way better about looking at everything as other pizza and not including it in my New York, New Jersey pizza elitist attitude. And I've, it, it's helped me enjoy pizza more out here in general. And I've found multiple places that I've liked. Uh, but anyway, so Ex Novo has Detroit style pizza, which I actually hadn't heard of before. And basically, the way I view it, at least from what we got, it's loaded cheesy bread is kind of how it is uh it's 
it's presented to you on, on a very thick base of crust, almost as if it was cheesy bread with just cheese sprinkled on top. And then on the top, you have the toppings and they have a, a mm-hmm. ton of options, which was good. It was good. It tasted good. Uh, I had some aardvark side and sauce on the side that I dipped a little bit in mm-hmm. just to get a little spice on there, too. And uh, I can't remember the one that we got. We shared, my wife and I shared one. It was solid. It was a unique one. I think it had garlic and like a white garlic cream sauce on it. It was solid. And I definitely want to go back because they had a ton of options. And obviously, it's Ex Novo beer in my hometown or in my hometown, in my current town. You can call it your hometown. Sure. I call North Portland my hometown. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In my in my new hometown. There you go. There you go. My home hometown is still in New Jersey, but my new hometown in Beaverton. Uh, it was nice to be close to home and be able to go get a nice beer. So I will definitely be going back. Cool little spot. And uh, yeah, I my, enjoyed it. My girlfriend and I had been, I was going to tell you this story before we started, but I'll just tell you now. My girlfriend and I had been talking about going to uh, that Ex Novo location because we're big fans of the beer. She hasn't been to either of them. And I've been to their original spot a million times. I'll go back a million more times. But I never, I'm never in that neighborhood. So we're always talking about, hey, we should go there. We should go there. You posted on the Instagram account a picture, then you were there, and I instantly get a text message, what the bleep, why are you at Ex Novo without me? And I was like, at work. So I didn't even <laughs> respond to it, I didn't even know it happened. I even signed the post I know, Lynch. I know, she just looked at it real quick, and then she texted me back, oh sorry, Mike must be there. <laughs> it's like, I promise I haven't gone yet. Yes, it was It was me, I tagged the post with my last name, I do that just so you know it's me posting. Um, yeah, so it was, it was enjoyable, and if you live out that way and you haven't gone out to the Ex Novo yet, and you like Ex Novo beer and want to try an interesting style of pizza that maybe you haven't had before, then uh, go out that way. It's cool. It's right across the street from Big's Chicken, which is just open there as well. It's right next to DeCarli, which is that Italian pasta place that's in Beaverton, and just up the street from the library, if you just want a general idea of where it is. Uh, we went to the Saturday market and then walked up to Ex Novo to have our food. So that was, uh, that was our Saturday this past week. My wife's been out of town basically the entire month, so we had a weekend together, which was very nice. And, Let's go uh, get drunk. No, she doesn't really joking. drink anymore. So it was just, uh, <laughs> it was basically me having two beers and her taking a couple sips and going, okay, and then moving on. So oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, my week in beer, not that exciting this week. I've been, as the new bar manager at the Slabtown restaurant, I've just been kind whoop, of whoop. immersing myself in work and, and I haven't, I haven't had a day off since Tuesday. And I don't mean two days ago or yesterday. I mean, I mean a week in yesterday and I won't have another day off until this coming Friday. But I am going out of town this weekend. I am going to the the Wazoo homecoming football game and live, live in Pullman for a couple days, so that'll be really fun. Uh, so I've been kind of dealing with, you know, just heavy breakside stuff, but I got to open the bar the morning they were finishing, they were doing uh, the Oregon Beer Awards, judging for Fresh Hop. So that's always kind of fun. You get to see some friends. You know, I saw Jason from Level and uh, Mike and Owen from Grains of Wrath and, you know, some other people were around and Sam from Von Ebert and it was nice to kind of, you know, catch up with your friends and say hi so that was cool but i also learned that i am a very good bartender i'm a very good beer tender um my bartending legs need some work i've been i've been struggling a little bit at the pub behind the behind the bar it's like oh my god what do i do now really (laughs) yeah we'll we'll figure it's just been a while since when you say that when you say that what do you mean because when you work at the brewery it's almost all beer tending that's all it is that's all it is i mean you guys have like a monkey can do that you guys have like what is it like Bloody Marys or something or margaritas? That's like oh yeah, I mean it, yeah, it's it's full bar, it's food, it's wine, it's cider, it's you know it's a full bar. So which, that whole part you suck at right yeah, now. Yeah, which I bartended, I bartended for a very very long time. Um, you know, basically since probably two thousand eight, I've been a bartender. 
Um, and so I have a lot of experience, very comfortable. I just am, need to get more comfortable behind this part because I'm just uh, like, where okay. is everything? And it's I stupid because I got I, I've been there for two and a half years. You know, I'll be it off and on and not full time in, in, in two years or so. But I just kind of look around like, oh, dude, I got, I got my other bartender just lapping me, just running circles around me. I said, hey, man, leave some of that glassware to me, put away, for me to put away. Ha ha ha. And he goes, hey, man, there's plenty for you to do around here. You're just kind of like, oh, crap, got to be better, got to be better. Uh, so I've just, so my weekend beer has been working, remembering how to be a bartender, which is fun, frustrating, <laughs> challenging, but we'll get there. It's funny because it's like, oh, there's plenty for you to do around here, boss. Yeah, I know, I know, it's so bad, but I've got a great staff and I'm not shocked that they lap me uh, like that. But outside of that, we did have a going away party for one of our, for a couple of our brewers at Wayfinder the other night. So I was able to kind of go to Wayfinder and... Drink all over their tap list, which is always a great, great thing to be able to do. And uh, it was on the company dime, too. So that was nice. Extra nice. Thanks, guys. Hey, Wayfinder, you make some really good beer. You really do. Really yeah. do. Just keep keep doing just what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. I mean, you don't really need to improve. Just, yeah. You're already kind of at that level. Just keep going, man. Just mm-hmm. smooth sailing ahead. Just keep doing it. Uh, all right. So that's our Week in Beer. Let us know what you've done in your Week in Beer. Send us pictures on Instagram. We've seen some of those come into our our DMs on there, so you can send those to us or tag us and post if you want, and we can see those and let us know what you've been doing in your week in beer. Ooh, quick shout out to a friend of the show, Chris Martin. He was texting me about um, that citrus liquor uh, IPA we were drinking, blah, yes. blah, blah, and we were talking about it. He reminded me, and I totally forgot about this. I've been walking past it. It's been on my uh, counter in my kitchen ever since he gave it to me, maybe like a month ago. I have that Von Ebert Saison that uh, one gold at JBF. Oh, oh, I have a bottle of that. Obesions or whatever yeah, it is. I, 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 I have a bottle of that, and I didn't even realize. And he was like, I think that's the one I gave you. And I was like, man, I don't remember. I drink all these beers all the time. And then I was like, wait a second. Walked in the kitchen. I was like, there it is. <laughs> Woohoo! So maybe I'll bring it in for beer of the week, something like that. Or maybe okay. we'll sit on it. Maybe, who knows? Can let it age. Yeah. There's no problem with that. Well, how does it say it's on age? I don't even know. Well, I mean, it's it's all barrel stuff. So, I mean, it's it's still good to go. It'll be good. Okay. It'll be good. Cool. Uh, all right. So let's move into our final episode of our Freshies 2019. Where would you like to start? With the beers in front of us that we're already drinking because this is beer? Yes. Let's start there. Okay. First beer we're drinking is an old reliable fresh hop beer. Old Faithful. Uh, one of the two Old Faithfuls that come out of Hood River and Double Mountain is Killer Red is in front of us. Now, I've had both Killer Red and Killer Green. I picked them both up a couple weeks ago and had them on the same day. Mm-hmm. Quite enjoyable. Um, I'm sipping this again, and it's kind of a, it's funny how beer is a different experience for you when you drink it on different days and in mm-hmm. different mindsets and yep. stuff like that. I mean, that was, I was drinking it on a Sunday watching football. I was already three or four beers in. You're just like, more beer, yeah. yay! And this is us recording it on a work day and I haven't had any beer today and I have barely eaten today and I'm just like, oh, okay, here's a beer to drink for the podcast. It tastes very different to me than it tasted, uh, maybe not very different, but it's hitting me different than it hit me a couple weekends ago. Well, you said you had a couple weekends ago. I mean, two weeks ago, I mean, the fresh hops start to fade a little bit, you know? I mean, that could be a big thing. That is true. You know, the, the shelf stability of fresh hop beers aren't big, which is why some people just don't package fresh hops. I mean, we don't package fresh hop beer and I think a lot of that is just shelf stability is after a while it starts to go down. So this beer could be changing. It could also just be, you could also be correct. It could just be environment. I feel the same way. Like I drink Stay West all the time. And if I have like somebody comes over or I go to a party and bring some Stay West, I'm drinking it like it's water. 
you know, it's just going down. I'm like, oh, this is so great, so great. Then I'm at home and I'm like, oh, wow, this is hoppy. It's got a bite to it. And I'm like thinking of so many other things. So it could be environmental. Well, like yesterday, I think we shared a Stay West uh, six pack. Mm -hmm. And I was like, dude, this Stay West is way different than I remember Stay West <laughs> tasting. It's all, I think a lot of it, I mean, it could be slightly different bottling or whatever, or just the timing of it. But for whatever reason, that one yesterday, I was like, oh my God, this is so good. <laughs> yeah, it could just be freshness too. Um, I'm, I'm, this beer is interesting to me right now. This beer is really bitter. Yeah, a little bit at the very end. I, I yeah. kind of like it. Um, I get the kind of sweet crystally from the from the, you know, the fact that its base beer is is a red is the IRA. Um, but I'm kind of digging it. It's uh this is one of those that doesn't hit you over the head with the fresh hop flavor. I think a lot of the non IPA never styles, has. I don't think this beer ever has. Uh, I think when I first was learning about fresh hops, I think I noticed it more because it was such a unique flavor. Mm -hmm. Whereas now that we've been doing it for for at least this for two years, but me drinking fresh hops for multiple years, uh, it's it's different because my palate has evolved from like, oh, that's weird, to oh, this is delicious. Um, to me, it just it changes the IRA because the base beer is the IRA. You're mm -hmm. correct. It changes it slightly. It almost makes it to me. I don't want to say more drinkable, but there's like a smoothness that comes from the fresh hops in this beer, I feel like. Maybe maybe that's not the right way to put it for most people, but that's kind of how it's translating to me right now. This beer is old trusty to me. I think this beer has always been old trusty to me. I think this is the first beer that ever introduced me to fresh hops, and it was one of my favorites all the time. When this beer first, when I first fell in love with Double Mountain, I would buy a bunch of Killer Red, and I would let it sit in my fridge and have one a month, and they held on till like February. Before I ever knew anything, they probably were not very good in February. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> but I was like, I love this beer. But I need to savor it. And I it. must savor it and hold yeah. on to it. Yeah, I'll hold on to like wreck the halls all year from Full Sail too. This is me in my younger days, not knowing a ton about beer. Uh, but this this beer always tastes like this beer. I think this is a great model of consistency. This beer always tastes like this beer. Yeah, yeah. And I think this beer... Um... The weather outside <laughs> is weather. <laughs> and I think, you know, this... I know what I'm getting from this, and in days and in this day and age, I think consistency is incredibly valuable and often overlooked. And I think this beer checks those boxes. Um, do you get that smoothness that I was talking about? Does it seem to smooth out some of the IRA to you, or is that just kind of my palate? I think it smoothens out the. I think think it smoothens out the red aspect of it decently amount. Yeah. I think so. Why not? Dewy forest, red apple, and fruited pine aromas take the wheel while a ruby hue rides shotgun is the description on the side of the bottle. Um, dewy forest and red apple, is that just all aromas, or am I supposed to be tasting red apples in here? Uh, I don't know. Maybe all aromas? Maybe. You should be tasting malt and hops and yes. water. I do taste those things and smoothness <laughs> and bitterness and, and all those various beer things that we've come to learn to love. Uh, it is all reliable. I love getting Killer Red when it comes out every year. Uh, same with Killer Green. I actually think Killer Green's a little bit better, in my opinion. Okay. Uh, just because Killer Green, what is the base beer of that? Isn't that just made for the fresh hop? I'm not sure. I'm not think, sure. We'd I, have to ask like our good buddy JR or something. I, I was always under the impression it was vaporizer. It might be. For whatever reason, I feel like it's more unique than this one. Just my opinion. Uh, but I like the IRA a lot in this. And you that was one of your first favorite beers, too, was the <laughs> yeah, IRA. So the, I think that's there's more nostalgia to, to this as well. The OG. Yeah. So next beer that we have in front of us is another Sun River. And the Sun River Fresh Hop beer, the one that we had a couple of episodes ago, 
I think was our favorite one of the entire Freshie series, hasn't it been? It's it's up there. It's got to be up there. I enjoyed that so much. I mean, I had so many cans. That citrus liquor is really nice, too. I did enjoy that a lot as well. I yeah. liked that a lot, too. Um, and I liked the original Crux one that we had. They've done three or four of them now, oh, but yeah, the first yeah. one we had... Yeah, I liked Dr. Jack's, but it wasn't as good as the one before. And what I cannot the remember the that? name of that one. I feel like it started with an M. I could but... probably scroll through ye old Instagram. Appears uh, on us. <laughs> appears on us on Instagram. It's it was something with an M. I feel like, but I liked that one a lot too. So, uh, but yeah, the the Sun River one that we had was, I think, by far in a way our favorite. This one is the Dekine. Is that Dekine? Yeah, I think that's how you say Mosaic it. Mosaic Fresh Hop IPA. Pertnier. Pertnier. Okay, not an M. I'm I an idiot. Have never got that. No, <laughs> the Pertnier was one of our favorites as well. Uh, Dekine Mosaic Fresh Hop IPA. You said before we started recording, mosaic means could be hazy. It is not. It is not. It is quite clear and uh, yellowy in color. Thank you, our friends at Sun River. Thank you very much. Um, not that hazy necessarily is bad. It could just be cloudy. Yeah. But uh, you don't want that hazy flavor, or at least we don't necessarily, because it's not to our taste. So uh, I'm curious to, to see what to expect about this one, because the last one was so good and hit a lot of the notes that I think I like from the Fresh Hop beers, mm-hmm. and I'm curious how this one's going to hit. The aroma's quite large on this, in my opinion. <clears throat> yeah, it's, in giving, terms of it's giving you that pungency there. That really, that really stanky kind of mosaic, uh, and that you can expect from a fresh, from a fresh hop. You know, yeah, yeah you're, you're just, sitting over there nodding. I just took a sip, and yeah, this is this is the fresh hop IPA that I'm looking for here. It's got a really strong hop body. It's really bitter, but it's also really kind of grassy and vegetal and it gives you all the freshness that you would not normally get in this type of beer normally it would be a very bitter west coast ipa mm-hmm. but there's a kind of a there's there's kind of an extra nice flavor because of how fresh hops fresh the hops are if that makes sense yeah it makes sense what's interesting something that's really interesting about this beer is when it hits my mid palate you know your beginning middle and end when it hits my middle i get this feeling that it's about to just take off and go too much because I get all of those all those flavors you just described, and I'm worried it's about to like you know hit a boost in Mario and sail to the sky, uh, but it doesn't. Here we go. But it doesn't. It comes back down, and and I don't want to say it doesn't fall off, but it just kind of gets you to a peak and then goes down and smoothens out. And I'm really really excited about that. I'm I, almost- I like the finish on this beer a lot because it finishes clean, taking you from a very high moment of flavor. And not leaving anything too residual. I I do think it's less of a going down and more of a plateau. Right? There you go. That might be a great. It way hits to put that it. peak and then is just there. To and the kind of hangs out. Um, it is a very strong finishing back end of the palate beer. I mean, that is mm-hmm. sitting there on my palate as I haven't had a sip for a bit, and it's it's just sitting there, and I taste it still, and it's lingering and giving me that bitterness and the flavors of the fresh hops that I'm looking for. This is a strong one. I think I liked the last one a little bit better. Uh, just in memory, uh, in terms of how I remember feeling when we tasted it for the first time. But this one's damn near close to that one. And I love Mosaic Hops, so this is certainly great. Yeah, I think this is a very great characteristic of Mosaic Hops. Um, obviously, I want to know more, and it doesn't say any more, but I would really love to know. I mean, this is canned on October 1st, so it's you know still decently two weeks fresh, old. two yeah. weeks old. But I'd love to know where they got these mosaics, just for funsies. Yeah. Um, I think this is a great interpretation. I think this is a great way. If you wanted to teach somebody what do mosaics taste like, put that in front of them. Yeah, 
Absolutely. This is, and it's it's almost, it might be a little bit too intense if you're teaching someone about that mosaics. That might be true. It is a very intense mosaic flavor, but I like this one a lot. Sun River, you guys are just doing killer beer right now. Killer beer. Like all over the course. Thank you. Keep it up. Yes. Keep it up. Maybe open a Portland pub if you want. <laughs> hey, that'd be rad. Just the location so that we don't have to go all the way down to Sun River to, <laughs> to come drink there. Or, yeah. or Bend, I suppose. I have been to your Bend location, sat outdoors in a kind of a rainy day, but they had little heat lamps on. It was very nice. I've been to both. They're great. I've never been to Sun River, so that is a... Uh, it's just a little resort town. I'm There's... not really a camping guy, so I know that's mostly camping, although I know you've got like log cabins and stuff down there, too. Yeah. But... There's not much there yeah. other than just resortville and golf courses. Yeah, I would probably just go to Bend if I was going down there anyway. <laughs> um, so yeah, the enjoyable. Last two freshies that we're going to have for you is the Killer Red from Double Mountain and the Dekind Fresh Hop Mosaic IPA from... Uh, Sun River Brewing. All right, so OBAs happen. OBAs. At least the first two categories have been awarded. And I didn't know this. You were telling me this yesterday. You said that only two categories are given out early, and they're both fresh hop categories. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, and I think it's just because they they do the judging now. And so, you know, obviously you want to do the judging now. They do the judging now. And, you know, I don't know the reasons why they release the names, you know, I'm not, or like the winners, I'm not really sure why, but I think it's kind of cool. It puts a nice little bow kind of on the fresh hop season. Maybe they're building momentum to the OBAs. Yeah, by like, Here's it, a little tease. Yeah. And it kind of reminds you like, oh, right. OBAs are coming up. So I think, I think that's a part of it. And anyway, like as, as somebody, as somebody that loves and cherishes the OBAs as much as I do and how much fun I have and how much I look forward to seeing all these people in the industry. It's such a great night of, of fun and smiles and high fives and hugs and a celebration of Oregon beer. Uh, if you want to go back and listen to Mike and I, we went last year together and did a, did a recap show on it. It's just a ton of fun. And them announcing these awards is kind of like, oh, man, it's coming up. I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, and I'm really excited about that. So what are the two categories? You got Fresh Hop IPA and Fresh Hop Pale. Is that... You have Fresh Hop IPA, Pale Ale, Double IPA, which includes hazies. All in one That's category. That's all one category. Okay. So it's basically your Fresh Hop Hoppy Beers. <clears throat> and then the other category is, it's kind of a lame name, but it's other Fresh Hop Beers. Oh. Meant to not be just non-Hoppy hoppy Fresh Hop Beers. Okay. And so with Fresh Hop, IPA, Pale Ale, Double IPA, including Hazy's, the gold went to uh, Von Ebert Brewing for Fresh Hop Volatile Substance, which I did not have. I didn't and have I that either. Are you kidding me? hang myself now because of it. Um, <laughs> we love that beer. I know. It's I know. probably only at the pub. Probably only at the pub. I didn't see any on the market, but it makes me wonder if there's any still at the pub. It might be. Yeah. You know, I'm actually contemplating driving over there right now just to see if there's some. <laughs> Uh, and the silver went to Space Potato from Rock Bottom Brewery, which I think is really exciting because I haven't had a Rock Bottom beer in a very long time. That's interesting. So, question. <laughs> Rock Bottom is a national chain restaurant, brewery. Yes. If they entered OBAs, does that mean that the Oregon Rock Bottom, the one in downtown Portland, brewed that beer themselves? Yep. Has to be. That's the only way they would let it happen. Interesting. <clears throat> There's no way. Like, like Ten Barrel can't put in anything they have in their from their Boise pub. Like, they can't do that. That's interesting. <clears throat> so, so it must be from their local spot. Man, the last time we went to Rock Bottom was probably two years ago, and we were just in that area downtown, and we were like, oh, we're hungry. Like, yeah. oh, that's right, they've got good food there. And I actually thought the beer was solid when I went. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, there's like this, oh, it's a chain, don't go there kind right. of feeling. But that's pretty cool to see. That's really rad. And then Bronze uh, is What Fresh Beast from Breakside Brewery. Okay. Um, that is a hazy mosaic bomb. 
you, uh, I believe, gave that to me last time I was there, and yeah. uh, it is quite good. Yeah, people... And, and very hazy, but I enjoyed it for what it was. People usually go gaga for that. Um, and then in the other fresh hop beers, I'm going to actually go backwards. I should have gone backwards last time. Um, the bronze goes to Nuggets of Wisdom Fresh Hop English Pale Ale from Falling Sky Brewing Company. I've seen the name is Falling that in Sky. Bend? I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to pretend to know. I don't I'll remember. Look it up. Um, I have seen Falling Sky, the name floating around in some things, um, but I can't say if I've actually had their beer before. Uh, Falling so, Sky Brewery is in Eugene, and so to see things like that make me. I love that. Another big reason why I love OBAs. It's like, what? Falling Sky just won a bronze in a fresh hop category? And Who's it's an Falling e- Sky? It's an English pale ale? Okay, I now want some Falling Sky. Where yeah. are they? Give it to me now. <laughs> Give it to me now. Drive to Eugene. Drive to Eugene. I'm coming right over. Um, the silver goes to Fresh Hop Sterling Pilsner at Breakside Brewery, which I think was the unsung hero of the Fresh Hop season this year for us at Breakside. I mean... We, we did that was nine. a really solid one. We yeah. did nine this year, so you know, and IPA gets done, and Wanderlust gets done, and what Rough Beast and Thirst Trap, you know, the usual. But I really, really loved the Sterling Hop character in in our base Pilsner recipe. Uh, I thought it really made it pop. And in a year of lagers, it was kind of really fun to uh, drink a very great fresh hop lager. Uh, and then the gold went to uh, coincidentally just what happens to be my favorite fresh hop beer of the year that. We can get into in our recap. Uh, went to Zoigel House Brewing with October Fresh. Oh, I forgot we had that in our yep. first episode. And as that well. is a gold medal beer. We had that, and I was impressed with it. I loved it, loved it, loved it. So thank you to the people out Zoigel House um, for making a great beer and winning a medal. Good I for do. You guys. I do think Zoigel House has always been a little underrated in this town in terms of making quality. German style beers. I think so too. They have GABF gold for their Pilsner. Their Pilsner that they can. Yeah. Their flagship beer won a gold at GABF. That's incredible. Yes. And I I I wish you would just make this Oktoberfest. It doesn't have to be the fresh. Just make this Oktoberfest year round and Patrick will be very, very happy. <laughs> they want you wanting more, Patrick. Yeah, I know. They're gonna make me wait till next year too. Yeah, it's gonna it. be it's gonna be September and it's gonna come out and you're gonna be like, oh, oh my god. What's gonna happen is I'm gonna forget about yes, it. Yes, you will. And then I'm going to see it on a shelf and and lose my gaga. All right. So there's the OBAs. Mm -hmm. Our last two beers that we had. What's left? We wanted to have final thoughts on Fresh Hops, the Freshies from 2019. My final thoughts are this, wrapped up in a nice, neat little bow. Um, I had to do what I did with pizza, as I described earlier in the episode. I'm tying it together, even though I was not planning this at all, uh, to the Fresh Hop beers this year. And that's because... When I first learned about Fresh Hop beers in truth was last year on this podcast, and I had that Ex Novo Fresh Hop beer, and it the the Elliot, and it was so outrageously different than I was expecting, and it, I loved it so much. For whatever reason, although it was so intense in the vegetal side, I loved it. It really spoke to me. I started to expect that, and also last year when we had Fresh Hop beers, I feel like a lot of them really kind of went really vegetal really kind of had a really strong nose, at least from what I had tried. And I was like, oh, wow, this is really good. This year, in our first episode, I remember being slightly disappointed because a lot of them were very kind of hard to find the fresh hop character. And I have to separate what I love about fresh hop beers and what fresh hops can do to beers. And I think this year what I learned is 
a lot of breweries and a lot of brewers are using fresh hops and recipes that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be really vegetal and overpowering hoppy. Mm-hmm. It's just going to change the character of the beer in a sl- subtle way in some ways. You might not even notice it, but if you put them next to the original beer, you would certainly notice the difference, uh, even if it's small. And I think it's cool that they're kind of experimenting and playing around with using fresh hops in different styles of beer this year, a lot more different styles than I've seen in the past. We talked about the the sour we didn't get to try. I've never seen a fresh hop sour, at least personally. Uh, we've had a couple of Oktoberfests. We had the IRA here, which is a classic, obviously. I've seen a ton of fresh hop beers out there. Um, I like that they're doing creative things with it. So I guess my, my, my final thoughts are, as much as I want that really crazy flavor in every single fresh hop I get, I still got it a couple times this year, which makes me happy. And I have to learn to accept that not all fresh hop beers are going to have that. That's my final thoughts on fresh hop 2019. Yeah, you know, mine. You know, I, I echo, I echo all of those thoughts <clears throat> um, with with a couple with a couple other things that I kind of picked up this year. This year, what I've noticed is I think, I think, people are catching on. Breweries are catching on to the best practices of how to use these fresh hops. And I think a lot of that goes to, if you want to get, you know, nerdy technical, is a lot of them are using it on the cold side. They're not throwing in the mash. They're not throwing it into the, into the whirlpool. They're, they're using these on the cold side, whether it's, whether it's liquid nitrogen, whether it's just putting them in a sack and steeping them in the bright tank and acting like the dry hop or however they want to use it. They're, they're, I think people are starting to gravitate and realizing that these beers taste better using them on the cold side, that using them in a way that expresses the hop without completely dominating its flavor. Because I think the idea, you know, Ben Edmonds told me this one time, whenever you're messing with beer, you always want to, to enhance it. You don't want to ruin it. And I think there's too much of a fine line with fresh hops of ruining your beer. And I'm starting to see that I think people did really well this year, no matter whether it was a hoppy beer or October fresh, for example, uh, that I think people did really well in making sure this enhanced a beer and didn't ruin it. I think that kind of goes to what you were saying about it not being this explosion of flavor, but more just kind of made everything brighter, like pop a little bit more. That's how how I I enjoyed fresh hops this year. And like I said, I think in the middle of the fresh hop season, I had to change my mindset on it because at first I was like, this is not what I want. Mm -hmm. And... Well, I'm not always going to get what I want. I have to appreciate what all these beers are for what they are. Yeah. And uh, that kind of helped tweak it a little bit in my mind to enjoy it a little bit more. Yeah. And, and the, the second thing that I, will, that I will take from this, and this is a big one for me that I've seen this year. You know, I've been around these fresh hops for a long time. And, you know, I know you're, you're just kind of getting into these. And, and I've always looked forward to this season. I always do. You know, and there's some great ones. There's some bad ones. There wasn't as many this year as I've seen in the past. And there are years where they were just everywhere. You couldn't get away from them, especially in package. And I feel this year I saw a little bit less. But what I've noticed in a lot of these beers, and I can even say, you know, whether it's Occidental's Fresh Hop Pilsner or, uh, you know, Level's Oktoberfest that they fresh hopped, you know, all this kind of stuff. Especially in the IPAs, the base beer that base recipe before the fresh hops came in are pretty fantastic. So whether it's whether it's this Decine or what what was the other one? This the Strata Fresh Hop that that they did, or the Altair from Ecliptic, which I really enjoyed, or um uh Citrus Slicker from Bailbreaker. I want that base beer. Right. I don't need that fresh hopped. I think those beers recipe I think those recipes are just as good without the fresh hop. 
So it's my so I'm hoping reaching out there like, hey, level your Oktoberfest was fantastic with the fresh hops. Let me taste it without it because I think you can pull it off. You know, hey, bail breaker, that citrus liquor, that collab you did with Cloudburst and the fresh hops, that beer was great. I think you can do it without the fresh hop. I want to try it. I want you to package it and I want to drink it. So do it now. Yeah. So I, I think what I'm getting at is breweries also aren't relying on the fresh hop to make the beer what it is. They're also crafting a great recipe of the base beer. And I think this year was a pretty good success for fresh hop beers. Freshies 2019 book closed. Adios. We move you on to the next year in late August when it happens again. Coming up next, we have a very different beer of the week. Ooh, I'm excited. Uh, it's it's one that I saw when I went to John's, and I was looking around for something unique and different, and I, I'm getting excited because we're getting into the cold weather season, which means it's Mike Beer time. Uh-oh. And uh, you, might, you might get a little taste of that coming up next on Beer of the Week here on Beers and Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Beer of the Week time here on Beers and Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris, and it is time to do something completely different from the beers that we've been having on today's episode. Uh, why been, not? Why not? Why not? I like doing the different thing, and this is totally unplanned today. It was just a beer that I chose, and we didn't actually know what we were doing for the episode yet, but it is totally different. Uh, so no fresh hops, no IPAs, no uh, no light beers here. We're not crushing crispies today. We are not. Uh, what we are doing today is as we enter the fall and winter season, the birth of beer Mike Lynch in the winter is happening once again. The rebirth. As I am being very excited by all the beers being released. I saw Dark Star on the shelf today. I know. I'm waiting on that Spice Wars. I'm building that uh, I'm building that vertical. If you remember the episode from last week, we talked about Chaco Veza. That was the beer of the week. Which I also went and bought again this weekend, oh, by yeah, the way. I, I, it was fantastic. This yeah. year's is great. It was at New Seasons in a 22 bottle. And I was Whoa, like... Whoa, you got it in a 22? I did. This year's? This year's. Ooh, I might have to run to New Seasons because I've got last year's can but I've got 12-ounce bottles from the years before. So if I can get a 22, 22. count me in, Woo-hoo! baby. You like so this good. newfound love I have for dark beer? Yeah. I it's re- just Chaco Vesa. I really do. And well, Dark Star. I'm waiting on that Spice Wars Dark Star to come out. I was told the variant should be coming out soon, but we don't well, know. Well, they, the they announced on Instagram two variants, and they said distro next week. So keep an eye out for it. Give me that Spice Wars. I want to say it was like a coffee one and a chocolate one. So uh, keep an eye out for those. I need Spice Wars. It's not Spice Wars yet, I don't think. I need it. I think it was just Dark Star with those two variants. I but- need it. Either way, I got one for myself. Actually, I didn't get it for myself. I got it as a gift for somebody. Um, but uh, anyway, the uh, the beer of the week this week is a dark beer. It's one that I've never seen before, and it's a brewery that gets a lot of love, but we don't talk about very often. I, you you mentioned that to me. You were like, let's do this as beer of the week. It's I like the style, but it's a brewery we haven't mentioned a whole lot. And there is a beer that this brewery makes that I'd been chasing down for a while. But you're right. We actually don't talk about these guys that much and i think they have they're a pretty prominent footprint in this town they are so the beer of the week is worthy brewing out of bend and it's the cosmic portal cocoa porter with added cocoa nibs so chocolate porter um i'm very excited to try this and the reason i picked picked this was a it was a a dark beer i wanted to do a dark beer because we're getting into that wintery season Uh, it was awful out we're recording this on wednesday it was awful out today oh yeah it was so disgusting oh and i even had I, I've had people I've been working at I've been working at the pub for the last I don't know eight days in a row something like that so I'm pretty immersed in what's going on 
with, you know, people in their palettes, what they're looking for. And I have had people from all walks of life cut out all your stereotypes. Big burly dude. Where's the dark beard? No, 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 no. Like without picking, you know, categories or 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 describing certain demographics. I've had all people say, Oh man, it's really crappy outside. What kind of dark beer you got? We don't have anything right now down there. So we're like, uh, uh, this alt beer is really excellent right now. Yeah, you guys got the Oktoberfest up still, right? Yeah, but they're just people want stouts. They yeah. want porters. They want that barrel aid stuff. It's like the second the weather turns, it's like I need this, I need this, I need this. So the reason I chose worthy, so we have talked about it. We were Discussing Patrick's chase for the Strata IPA because uh, it won an award last year. I can't remember which. It might have been GABF. I think it was. I think it was a silver at OBAs, OBAs. for IPA. And you went worthy. I was. You were like, I don't think I've ever had a worthy IPA or something like well, that. Well, I've had some, but I wasn't really like. I, I just had their like stock IPA, which was solid. It was fine, but like I to to take a silver in like some really really tough competition in Oregon IPAs, which is different than GABF in the sense of. Like, yeah, throw traditional style guidelines out the window. We just like hobby beer. And I'd never had it. And I did have it. And woo. Yeah. Well, so A, it was Strata Hops. Packs all day, every day. It was Strata Hops, which is the popular hop of the year. 2019 hop of the year. And uh, that was the 2018 OBAs. So they were a little bit ahead of the game head on that one. Head of the curve. One. Head of the curve. And I've had a lot of good worthy beers because, surprisingly or not, I find their beers at supermarkets. Um, mm-hmm. When you, not obviously in the, the regular area with just cases and six packs if you go to the area where they have beers on the shelf worthy tends to be there pretty pretty prominently but i haven't had a worthy beer in a long time either porter chocolate all things that i like it's worthy we want to give them a little bit more love on the podcast so here we go that's the that's the beer of the week i think and and to touch on worthy and this is just like my opinion from what i see worthy reminds me of breweries like buoy and uh ecliptic in the sense that you might not always find their beers in your local bottle shop, but go to a plaid pantry, <laughs> go to a new seasons. Yep. They, they went that if you go back, you can look at our, we had a, we had a podcast a while ago where we kind of talked about the different tiers of distribution. No, not, not really knowing where you are in the beer world there. That's what it was. Yeah. Not, not related to our distribution series that we're working on right now. Uh, but like knowing where you are and worthy along with Bowie and Ecliptic, I feel are some of those breweries that were like, we don't need to be flashy. We don't need to be in the big spots. Let's just get our beer to the common person. And I think worthy has done a fantastic job with it along with Ecliptic and Bowie. I, I agree. Uh, I don't know just cause I wasn't paying attention back then, but I don't know if they started when they first came out as breweries worthy, Bowie, Ecliptic, any others that are in that category. If they went to the bottle shops first, the like the popular flashy places, and then as their next step up, decided to do their route that they're in right now. Um, but either way, I mean, it's been successful, right? They're they're doing yeah. well. All three of those places, plus any others you want to throw in there, all doing well. Uh, you can find them a lot of different places, but like I found this at John's Marketplace today, so it is still at bottle shops that are popular to go to. It just might not be the most prominent thing that's there. You know, I think this was the only one left from Worthy that was on the shelf at John's, or at least in this style. And I was like, oh, I'll grab this. And uh, yeah. Well, well done. You like it? <clears throat> well, I just tasted it. And uh, so this is uh, the Cosmic Portal Cocoa Porter with added cocoa nibs. Or, yeah, or cacao. I think it's just cocoa nibs. Um, this beer. Uh, as as being somebody that does not have the the trained palate that is the difference between 
you know, a, a porter or a stout, so to say. This beer drinks like a milk stout to me. Mm, I could see that. The chocolate is big. Yes, and it's very nose. smooth as well. Very smooth. This beer talks to me like a milk stout. Um, I don't know if, you know, sometimes branding helps move some things, but this beer talks to me like a really smooth milk stout. This is like when you got that sugar itch on you, you know, and instead of eating like a Kit Kat, you're like, I'm gonna drink one of these. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, and I mean that in a super positive way. As somebody that doesn't drink a lot of dark beer, I was at my girlfriend's the other day, and we went to the store and we bought like a. I think we were talking about this last week. We bought a six pack of Migration straight out of Portland, but we bought dessert beer, and she bought a vanilla Otis from mm. Ninkasi. Yeah, and I bought a Cocoa Cow from uh, Sun River. Yeah, because we were gonna we were gonna hang out, watch a movie, and you know maybe indulge in some legal activities. And I always want chocolate after that. So I was like, how about I just have this milk stout instead? This is the kind of beer that I'm going to on that. Yeah, the, I'm not also a person who fully can judge the difference between a porter and a stout. I think in some ways it's just the lightness of the body of the beer. Uh, although milk stouts are also very light compared to other stouts. Mm-hmm. But when you think of like the other types of stouts, whether it's, uh, except for maybe a dry Irish stout, but you think oatmeal stout, you think Russian imperial, you think uh, American stout. You think big body. You think huge body, you think really rich, you think kind of impactful, keeping you warm kind of beer. Whereas porters, I think you get some of those aspects to it, but it's way easier drinking and way easier to have multiple. Um, that's kind of the way that I view the difference between the two of them. I'm sure there's way more technical ways to view it as well, but... In terms of this beer, I could see the milk stout comparison for sure. Uh, this is so smooth, and the chocolate comes through very strong, which is important when you have a when you're labeling a beer a chocolate porter, and you're putting cocoa nibs in it. A lot of the times, when you see that, the chocolate will be there, but it's not super prominent. Uh, I think if you're going after a beer that's chocolatey, you need to have a really chocolatey beer, and this is this is that. I think sometimes too, when you see beers that are like a cocoa porter or a chocolate porter or a chocolate stout, even like. Dancing in the Stouts, and, and, and I'll get to some Porter stuff here in a minute, but I think so much of that you get from the malt. You get you get, you get get more roast, more chocolatey, and I think a lot of those traditionally derive from the malt characteristic to where I think the prominent flavor in this comes from the actual cocoa nibs. Yeah. You know, it comes I'm from sure the, they use chocolate malt in it Yeah, well. yeah, but it comes from the, the, from the adjunct, because I'm not getting a big malt blast. I get a little bit on the back end of maybe some malt character, but up front, right in the body, thick in the body, comes that adjunct. This is scarily crushable, too. It's scarily really crushable. smooth to drink. We're looking at this. It's 5.4%. That's which, the porter difference from a style, which, which is excellent. And, you know, 25 IBUs, which is, you know, whatever. And Clearly Wor- it's not an IPA, yes. Worthy right says, uh, home sweet home, our dedication to science, education, and appreciation for planet Earth, rich, chocolatey, and brewed with cocoa nibs from Ecuador. Worthy donates a percentage of sales to Earth-friendly nonprofits. And some of that is that... You know, little plug here for the eco-friendly people. They are now on the refillable bottle in their bottles. I know they do cans, I was just noticing that, but it yeah. sounds like their one-offs are in this refillable bottle that you can drop this off at your local bottle drop, uh, and it will get reused. I think what's interesting about the porter that I think we're used to from things like maybe Baltic porters or even Black Butte to an extent, you know, because they are the you know, classic mass-produced porter that is in the Pacific Northwest slash Oregon is that porters walk that fine line 
between ales and lagers. They walk that really fine line. And I think it's so easy for us to consider porters to land more in that ale category to have that robust, rich, roasty body like a stout, but maybe a little easier drinking that we forget that you can still make porters with a lighter body. Yeah. And I think this is a great example of making a porter with a lighter body, but still coming through with a lot of flavor. I also think when you mentioned Baltic porters, those tend to be a lot heavier and richer than Mm -hmm. a regular porter. Mm -hmm. Higher ABV as well. Higher ABV. They're... They 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 taste more like stouts to me than they do porters, mm-hmm. just the way that they're made. Um, whereas, yeah, this is super drinkable, and I think this is this is why I started to like craft beer as much as I did because I found porters and they weren't hard to have multiple of. Right? I've always talked about this in the podcast that Blackbeard Porter was the first beer really I ever truly loved as a craft beer or as, as any beer to be honest with you, and it was because. It was the flavor profile I liked, and it was the dark beer, but it didn't just knock you over the head with ABV or hop flavor or whatever. It was just easy to drink, and yeah. that's kind of what I'm getting in this, just way more chocolate than you would get in a Blackbeard Porter. This beer is sweet. Let's not dance around that. It is. This beer is sweet. It's but, meant to be sweet. But I think I think it, I I think it's it's always tough because I think when you look at it, you might not necessarily think it's sweet. But for a sweeter beer, I'm I'm into this. I, I'm really into this, actually. Um, this is the kind of beer I could. So I poured myself partake in illegal activity and enjoy later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like Mike, you poured, you know, about half a pint, and I poured maybe about a third, maybe a little less, because you you know I'm not a, the biggest dark beer drinker, and I don't want to. I'm gonna finish what's in my cup, so I don't want to pour too much. And I'm I'm like eyeballing how much is left in there. Oh, there's plenty if you oh, want some more. There's a little man. bit more left. Oh, I might be interested in a little bit more. That's good. Uh, and I I think that's a plus. As, Guys, as it's happening. <laughs> starting to turn him a little bit. As far as you know. Don't worry, you can't hear me. As far as off flavors, as far as you know, you know, miss 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 hits in the brewing process. You know, my like I said earlier, my palate isn't isn't trained nor is my brain trained to really kind of know but as far as just do i want to drink this beer the answer is to quote the great immortalized stone cold stephen austin uh oh hell yeah i want to <laughs> drink this beer worthy brewings cosmic portal cocoa porter see if you can find it wherever you get your beer if you want a uh, chocolatey delicious easy to drink porter this is the beer for you that's our beer of the week today and that's going to do it for our final fresh hop episode of the fresh hop season this year we're still working on the rest of our distribution series we've been uh kind of dancing around with a couple of our guests and just trying to find times to record with them so that's the reason why we haven't done that in a couple of weeks so hopefully people are really busy yeah yeah, I, I understand that for but sure. But maybe maybe I'll tag in the Instagram post at Charlie Devereaux at Wayfinder and get his booty on this show because he said he was interested. I'll put it out there. He said he was interested. He said he was in- Come on, Charlie. <laughs> Charlie. Charlie. Cheer up, Charlie. We're on a bridge, Charlie. <laughs> uh, if anyone remembers that video from old internet days, then uh, you are my age. Oh, I was thinking of Willy Wonka. Cheer up, Charlie. No, I was thinking of like a really... the worst mo- 10 minutes in your childhood of all time is a, that part in that movie. Uh, I was thinking of the worst 10 minutes of all time in my childhood, a, a really 
eventually disturbing but funny horse animated video. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to know. Uh, actually, you probably do. It's pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so hopefully you got it. You're my age if you got that. Uh, next week, we will try to continue our distribution series. If not, uh, we'll figure it out as we go. It's kind of what we do. Probably need a style coming up, even though we just did Fresh Ops. Yeah, it felt a little bit different than a style because we've done that as a style before. Oh, and I ran into Charlie from... Different Charlie. I ran into Charlie from Allegory today. And he is really interested in the McMinnville route. Oh, going down there? And he knows, they all know everybody. This is a small town. Yes. They all know everybody. So maybe we can make something like that happen too, although we might have to spend the night. And it might be a really long episode. Yeah, and uh, currently my wife is out of town again. And... uh... So you're so, saying we've got a chance. Well, I was going to say she would DD for us if we didn't want to spend the night. Oh, I think this might be the kind of night you want to spend the night. Oh. Okay. Well, that sounds interesting. Stay tuned. Anyway, maybe Buckle that'll be up. coming up soon as well. Buckle uh, up, big boy. <laughs> Buckle up, buttercup. <laughs> That's coming up all next week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash beers on us. We'll post when we post our podcast as well as just various beer pictures that we take throughout the week. Uh, keep following us there, and then keep subscribing, rating, reviewing, wherever you find the podcasts, and uh, following us on on our own social medias, which you can hear earlier in the podcast. Anyway, that's going to do it for us. Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Whoa. We'll see you next week. Traces. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. See T-Mobile.com. 